Welcome to Slug's bi-weekly Slug Soundwaves podcast. Here, in our print mag and on slugmag.com, enjoy our curated content that highlights the best of Utah's alternative and underrepresented music, arts, events, and community subcultures. If Slug has benefited you or someone you love, consider contributing to sustain our existence. Head to slugmag.com donate to join our community of donors. KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune into KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. Even as I rush out the door, I don't know why I try so hard sometimes. Could you tell me why? Even though the chapter's closed, I open up the book once more. It's torture. Could you tell me why? Hi, my name is Scott Lippett. I'm an independent musician living here in Salt Lake City, and I use he, they pronouns. My album, Meaning Maker, comes out on Friday, October 7th. I will be playing a release show with Nicole Canan and Cop Kid uh, the same day at the DLC. As I think of all the good times I have had the two-dimensional Could you tell me why? I would describe my music as landing somewhere at the intersection of indie rock, alt-rock, and singer-songwriter. You know, I think it's music that I found myself making. I think what really attracts me to this kind of music is it holds space for the dark stuff and the personal stuff, but... The song itself can actually be really catchy and fun. So there's a lot of flexibility in that. And I've always just connected to melancholy music, listening to Elliot Smith at a, at a young age. The first album I released is called Confidently Be. I think it came out in like 2012 or 2013. I, at the time, was a college student at the University of Cincinnati. And yeah, I was excited to have independence for the first time. You know, I felt like I was becoming a person. And it was just fun to write songs about that. Coming of age, relationships. I definitely was much more in the folk singer-songwriter space at the time. And now, you know, looking back, I'm still really happy with those recordings. And it, it, it brings me back. I, I kind of laugh thinking about it. I remember I would go out into the hallway of the dorm Um, like the huge stairwell and would record there because there's like a really nice natural reverb and I still listen to them now and enjoy that I can't quite talk about my album without bringing up my history with meditation so intertwined with it I started meditating at the age of 16 I had just left my family's faith and was looking for something that was my own I guess and meditation felt safe and secular like I didn't have to believe anything to do it and I became pretty devout pretty quick and you know was sitting like 20 minutes to an hour every day and I loved it for like the first five years I was I practiced you know I was pretty evangelical and thought it was great 
it wasn't until like the latter half of that time that I started having some kind of bizarre negative experiences. If it's directed at you, doesn't make it real, doesn't make it true. I practiced for 10 years. First five were pretty great. Second half, uh, progressively not great. (laughs) I think it, for me, it just like calmed me down. I felt like calm, concentrated. You know, it was very much like a a tool I had if I was feeling anxious. And And it seemed to always be reliable at that time turned into a very dark thing I started feeling very much not myself like if I were to look in the mirror it wasn't like oh that's me um that was the first thing I noticed and I also had a lot of like fear and panic attacks and things happen while I was sitting in meditation it felt so alone in this experience you know it's supposed to be great for everyone like as much as you can and teachers I would ask just said keep going like yeah this is part of the path this is the hard stage etc. But after doing that for five years, <laughs> I, I started to implode around like 2020 with all the additional stress going it, on at that time. Um, but luckily I found um, someone named Dr. Willoughby Britton. She's at the Brown University and she's been studying adverse effects for about 10 years. She has a nonprofit that helps people kind of understand their experience, kind of work back into a state of being okay and and feeling feeling in general. <laughs> Riding her bike further and further. There was sort of a shift from some of the more basic practices you might find on like a meditation app of just following your breath. I got like very slowly, I didn't think I would, but slowly started getting indoctrinated into Buddhism and I was doing more what's called like insight practice, which is kind of noticing that your thoughts and feelings happen on their own and they aren't you inherently and it's very much like a practice that leads to dissociation, I think. So I noticed it did relate to that, and I think just the years of and the amount of time of just sitting, and I think the research shows that like about half of meditators will experience one of the adverse effects. I can't remember. I'd have to check the research paper again, but there's like a 12% or something of people that it starts to affect their day-to-day. I am, I am not alone in the experience, which is nice. My current framework of understanding that now is there might be a right balance to having that space from your thoughts and feelings so that you're not so tight on them. But I personally believe there's a too far where it can start to be disorienting and a bit numb. I was part of a support group for about a year of people that have experienced something similar. A lot of people leaving cults or coming back from meditation retreats a bit disoriented. So I think a lot of the healing started there. Just like, oh, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, this is something that happens to some people. And then I started to learn ways of kind of reversing some of that. And so kind of leaning into feeling and into meaning and almost doing that a bit 
formally like I, I kind of had to sit down at times and be like here's a book of colors like which one of these is my favorite color you know just like go through them and start really small in that way thankfully brains are like neuroplastic or whatever the word is they can change so I started kind of gaining traction and feeling myself again and kind of knowing what things I like and don't like and life's slowly started to feel much more meaningful although I still have those days I would say like 80% felt like I was reconnecting and what's recommended for people who go through that experience is to do things that you liked as a kid again but at the same time you know the I think a lot of people were in relationships and partying a ton in college and I had some of that, but like I spent a lot of time in my room just meditating, you know? So there, there was definitely a rediscovering too of like, Oh, I'm like mid twenties and I feel a bit behind in like some ways, I think ahead in others, you know, I, I have no issue like going in or being introspective, but I've definitely been catching up in terms of, relationships and going out and creating art. Album's called Meaning Maker, possibly in reference to like myself and my own story, but I think more in general about how we are all our own meaning makers in life. Some of the songs were written in that space of numbness, not feeling myself. Some of the songs are written feeling much better, <laughs> like re-engaging with life and having meaningful days and people and moments. So in some ways the album's a bit of a trajectory of, of coming out of that space. My biggest hope for the album, though, is it can be a resource for people who have felt these things. And specifically, I want it to be felt as though you're meeting a friend in their darkness. Like, more of like, yeah, like, I'm here too. It's bad. Like, I'm with you. Versus like, oh, I have all the solutions. Life's actually great. You should just look at it that way. It's so really trying to avoid like that, like sort of toxic positivity thing. You know, I think my experience is a bit niche of, you know, Buddhist meditation and that having adverse effects and not everyone has that experience. But I, I am hoping people will resonate with it. You know, if you ever have, if you lose someone or an end of a relationship or leaving a religion, all these things can put us in a space where how our previous ways of making meaning of the world are kind of crumbled and kind of have to start again or reconnect. I chose the last song of the album to be featured. It's called Uwahi. 
and it's a, it's sort of like a celebratory song. It's the last song I recorded for the album, so I think it feels still pretty close and relevant. I'm also stoked on it because I a lot of the songs I use sample drums, but for this song I gathered a bunch of stuff in my house, like a big cardboard box to be the bass drum, and I think my friend's cast iron or I think stainless steel pot with the lid to be like a snare drum. So it's kind of lively and fun, and I, I, I thought that could just be a good way to to send us off. You are about to hear Uwahi. album meaning maker will be out on october 7th it's a friday i'm playing a release party at the dlc with nicole canan and cop kid really excited for that if you can't catch that one i'm also playing at kilby court on october 13th i think that's the following thursday 
The best place to find me online, I think, is on Instagram right now, which is at Scott Lippett Music. Um, there's like little underscores between uh, my name and music there. Um, but yeah, I'd love a follow, and honestly, I, I really love connecting with people on there. So shoot me a message if you resonated with any of this discussion. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take just 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. Did you enjoy this episode of Slug Soundwaves? You and the local community can continue to enjoy SlugMag's content for free, but please consider making a one-time or ongoing contribution. Each contribution, no matter how big or small, helps support Slug's creation of thoughtful media coverage on SLC's music, arts, events, and community subcultures. Head over to slugmag.com slash donate to make your contribution today.